Hello everyone, this is Brittany Hill and you're tuning in to Six Feet Apart, where I'm chatting with people in my network while we all have a little bit of extra time on our hands at home. We will cover who they are, how the coronavirus is affecting their network, tips they have for staying sane during this time of chaos, and so much more. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody, welcome back. I am here with Katarina Natali, and I will let her actually go ahead and tell everybody, first of all, how we know each other. Well, growing up, we were neighbors. Our parents live across the street from each other still. So, yeah, we basically went to school together, and we even carpooled together in middle school. We went to separate high schools. But yeah, we yes. grew up fine with each other in yes. each other's houses. I'd come over and watch Mary Kate and Ashley at your house. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I know. I have so many good memories of going over to your house as well. Your mom would French braid my hair like once a week yes. because yeah, my mom yeah. did not know how to do that. So shout out to Mary. I'm sure she'll be listening to this. Um, yeah. You guys are the best neighbors ever. Yeah. So um, I love that you reached out when I, you know, put this out there and said, does anybody want to come on the podcast? Because you are in such a unique situation. Um, mm-hmm. You have been traveling forever. I barely even see you anymore in Pleasanton because you right. have been all over the world. So I, w- I can't wait to get into some of that. But where are you now? What are you doing? Where are you living? Tell us everything. Okay. I'm in Australia with a work and holiday visa, so I've been here for six months so far. And right now I'm living in a rural area in between Coffs Harbour and Port Macquarie, okay. which is in New South Wales, which is five hours north of Sydney. Okay. And I'm just like 10 minutes from the beach, so I'm still near the coast, but it's like in farmland, kind of. And what brought you there specifically? So I was living on... Um, an island called Hamilton Island in the Whitsundays, okay. which is a really beautiful location in Australia. It's in Queensland, mm-hmm. and it has the most gorgeous blue water. It's a, great for diving. So I was working there as a scuba instructor, and our whole entire island got shut down due to the virus. Oh. So we started seeing an impact um, on our number of customers starting in January because we have a lot of Asian tourists. Wow. So our numbers went down and it just got slower and slower. The last month that I was working there, I was only getting one shift a week. So I was barely just making my rent each week. Wow. And then they shut the entire island down. Uh, First our company shut down and then the entire island, like within days, it was so fast. Everybody had to leave because you can't stay on the island. They literally said you are kicked out. Like you cannot be here. Yeah. It's the island's policy. If you are not employed, you can't stay on the island unless you have like some other permit to have residency there. Oh my gosh. That's so then that relates. Did you listen to the um, podcast that I did with my friend Alexis where she was basically kicked mm-hmm. off the Galapagos? So that's so interesting yeah. now hearing it from somebody who actually was working, but because yeah. they're a citizen or whatever. Interesting. And the, I, the island is privately owned. Okay. So they just have the power to do whatever. They only have a small um, hospital. So okay. they're afraid of, they wouldn't be able to handle, and that makes sense. I mean, people getting sick. Yeah, I totally get that. Wow, so interesting. One of my coworkers, her mom owns this property where I'm at right now. So okay. she took in um, three of us. So there's oh, wow. four of us from work, four of us girls. So we road trip down. It took three days to get here. We camped overnight, so we weren't like going to hostels or anything right. during this. And we 
drove as fast as we could instead of seeing the sights along the way. Right. And um, so we've been quarantined here for two weeks. Even though we crossed the border and New South Wales wasn't mandating quarantine at the time, Okay. we decided we know it's the right That's thing to do. Of, yeah. And also because her mom and her boyfriend are older, especially mm-hmm. we, we don't want to um, be in contact with them. So we had split up the house. Um, so we just had our bedrooms in the bathroom. So we we're basically glamping because we we're outside all the oh time. We cook God. outside, our living rooms on the porch. We do our dishes outside. Um, so, but we had a nice place to sleep in a, in a legit bathroom at least. Wow. But yeah, there's mosquitoes and stuff. So we're like got coils on, so it smells like campfire every night. <laughs> and is this, so are you staying there indefinitely until you, and, and when you're when this is over are you planning to go back to the island and have the same job or what are you doing with my visa i'm only allowed to work the same company for six months okay and i made it almost six months anyways i was already planning to leave actually okay but um yeah so i have this whole plan that i'm gonna get into but i'll focus on where i'm at first (laughs) so um the girls that I'm with, they're planning to look for farm work okay. because a lot of backpackers do the yeah. farm work and all the backpackers had to go home. So there's a demand for farm work. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a really popular job in, in Australia and in some of the rural areas. Yeah, I have friends who did that. It's it's required um, for backpackers to do three months of farm work to extend their visa for another year. Wow. Um, depending on what country you're from. Mm-hmm. I have my own plan that I had before this all went down. So okay. since I guess like first week of February, I think is when I found this opportunity. Okay. I'm going to go on a sailboat and sail from Cairns to Ningaloo. So over the top of Australia to the other side, to the West coast to uh, Ningaloo reef, which is another amazing reef. Oh my gosh. You remind yeah, me so. so much of my friend, Britt, if she, Britt Quinn, if you are listening right now and I, does the word, nomad is that offensive it is offensive no okay it's not offensive no, it's not. I'm like, okay. no, because not or is that I mean I think it's so amazing and so inspiring for people mm-hmm. who are just you you prioritize traveling and you always yeah. have and so I think that's so cool you're going to be on it and when you take the sailboat that's where you'll eat where you'll sleep where you'll live until you get to your yeah. next location yeah, so I'm gonna stay on for about four months. Okay. And do, yeah, so do you exchange it for like you're working on there and you get a free trip, or how does it? No, I'm gonna be paying um, a monthly um, due to like pay for um, food and maintenance, port fees, okay. all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so it's split between the crew, mm-hmm. and um, but I'm. It's not like a vacation. Just because I'm paying doesn't mean I'm on vacation. I'm going to be working as part of the crew. I'm going to have night shifts. I'm going to be chores. I'm going to have cooking days, all that kind of stuff. But I'm also going to have the opportunity to teach scuba diving Amazing. so I can earn some money along the way. Okay. There's some crew members that um, want to do their rescue and dive master course. So maybe we'll get new members that want to do their open water course so I can teach so the boat owned by this um hawaiian couple they're not hawaiian but they met in hawaii Mm -hmm. the american couple and they're also scuba instructors and they got really into um underwater videography so that's their main focus so they want an instructor 
so that someone else can focus on the teaching part while they focus on the filming and just the whole everything everything and when you said that you were supposed to start at the beginning of february so when are you actually gonna oh, leave so i i found out about the opportunity in february and i was planning to leave work at the end of march okay I ended up leaving or yeah beginning of april is gonna leave so i ended up leaving a few weeks earlier than intended mm -hmm. but the whole trip was going to start May 1st anyway. Okay. So you're so going to do that I wasn't really way. sure what I was going to do at this time in April still. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of works out <laughs> that I have somewhere to be right now. Right. I was planning to do a bit of traveling. I wanted to go to some beach towns yeah. and stuff, but um honestly being here has felt like a retreat. It's been so fun with these girls. I'm just getting into your travel background because I truly do not know anyone I, and I love to travel. Most of the people who are listening to this who are in my network probably also love to travel, but it is nothing compared to what you have done, what you've seen, where you've been. How many countries at this point have you now been to? 55. Oh, 50. And 50 of them solo. That is so incredible. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're a gal from Pleasanton, grew up in the mm -hmm. suburbs. Like, what is it that do you think inspired you to, to be such a traveler? Oh, I've always had an interest in traveling and um, my mom studied abroad in college and she really encouraged me to do so. Yeah. But at the time I was a sorority <laughs> and, and I was like, had this extreme FOMO that I was going to miss out on so many events if I left for a semester. Totally. And I really, looking back, I'm like, that is so silly, but I've totally <laughs> made up for it. Right. And I've gone and seen everything I more more than I would have during the semester anyways. Absolutely. Um, and my best friend, Kelly, mm -hmm. um, graduated a semester early from San Diego State, mm -hmm. and she went on a Euro trip by herself mm -hmm. um, for several months, and that really inspired me to wow. travel solo specifically. Mm -hmm. And um, we had talked about going to South America together, mm -hmm. and she's like, after that trip, I can't it's not financially responsible of me to go on another trip right away, mm -hmm. but you can do it on your own. We are so like, you'll be just oh. fine with the same personality. You'll, you'll make friends. It'll be easy. Yeah. So she gave me that confidence to do it by myself. So my first trip was three months in South America. And then I did an a half month trip around the world to Europe, Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Brazil. Oh. Then I did a five month uh, trip in Europe um, and I hit Morocco and I did another five month trip in Central America and then I've been working since so I got tired of this cycle of um, working from home saving up to mm -hmm. go travel yeah, spend everything come back home work again yeah and so I found a job mm -hmm. that I can do abroad which is scuba diving. So I fell into this career while traveling. Right. Um, so I became a, a dive master in, so I, I did my first course, my first two courses in Thailand, did my dive master training mm -hmm. in Utila, Honduras, and then my instructor training in Spain, in Mallorca. Oh my so gosh. So I decided to do it in different parts of the world even. And so my first job was in Curacao, which is an, Caribbean island, one of the Dutch islands, just above Venezuela. And then I worked in the Florida Keys for a year. And then I 
decided to come to Australia to find a job. And I got really lucky working in the Whit Sundays. It's gorgeous there. Wow. This and is so, like, how do you even remember yeah. all of the places that you've been? Seriously, do you document yeah. all of this in some way besides, you know, just like on Instagram or through social media? Pretty much through posting face, Facebook and Instagram photos. Yeah. I had started a blog when I was in South America on my first trip, mm -hmm. and I realized it's just too much work. It's hard to, to keep, keep up. up with, yeah. And I started a YouTube channel mm -hmm. um, as well, and my plan was to make a video, like an episode for each country. Yeah. And I realized it's a lot of work as I well know, to go through to the pictures and editing. So actually, that's one of my goals during quarantine is <laughs> finally go through all this GoPro footage that I have and yeah. make some content gonna be like four years late but that's okay <laughs> that's okay it seriously takes like I know exactly what you mean with any travels I'm like it really is almost good enough to post but then I've also like my dad really encouraged me when I was studying abroad in Spain to have like a little blog to, to keep that was like my one promise yeah. I had to make to him and now so many years later looking back on that it makes me so grateful that I did it because it's like those little moments that you're documenting that you would not be thinking about and appreciating so much later so if you really right. do it in the moment, like I, I do think it's worth it. What have you been doing? So since you're not working, you're not doing scuba diving, what does your kind of day in the life right now look like? Um, so we wake up a little later than I normally would. We wake <laughs> up around nine-ish okay. and we do yoga every morning. And I, this is the longest streak of yoga that I've ever done, like consistently every day, and it feels really good. Wow. So we'll watch a video on YouTube, or we have friends that are streaming live classes, so yeah. we'll watch them do yoga together, have tea, um, and then around lunch is when we'll actually eat breakfast. So we're kind of doing this fasting. When they first talked about doing the fasting, I was like, nah, not for me. Yeah. I get hungry in the morning, I'm going <laughs> to eat. But if we keep your body busy, you don't even realize yeah. it. So is it like or intermittent just drink fasting? tea or something? Yeah. To like keep something in our stomach. Um, so like between dinner, it's supposed to, I think it's 14 hours it's supposed to fast. Okay. Uh, that seems like a long time. I think there's I don't know different what, like versions of it. Is, but yeah. yeah. We're, we end up eating around noon and it's our breakfast. Okay. And then we'll do something like we've been going to the beach. It's, it's a rural area, so it's safe for us to go. Yeah totally be away from everyone and we'll do we'll just either like read or um go for a walk on the beach or do a little like beach workout mm -hmm. um or we'll we'll do something we'll come up with some kind of project yeah we've done art and like today i think we're going to do henna and oh. um, we you know we made this whole list of things to do while we're here yeah and and we, we're cooking vegan meals, actually. Wow. So the one I'm staying with, like, with her parents, mm -hmm. she has been, her and her sister have been vegan for a while. Okay. I've been pretty much vegan for the past, um, over two years now. I'm, I consider myself more flexitarian, which is mostly vegan, but I'm flexible. Um, oh, I've never heard that, a flexitarian. Outside of that? Yeah. Yeah, and that sounds really like... I love it. Like do or something, but... It's more about not being wasteful. So if I go to totally. a potluck and there's already some food that has meat or cheese in it, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say no because it's going to go to waste if no one needs it anyways, right? Yeah. So 
Do you think that I is an influence? pretty much 90% vegan. Yeah. Do you think that your mindset around that has been influenced by how much you have traveled and how many, like, you know, just appreciating the things that people, that like what's available to you in different places? There's many reasons people choose to go vegetarian or vegan, but the main influencer for me is the impact on the environment. And I've always been um, really passionate about saving the environment growing up, but even more so um, getting into uh, the scuba world because you see firsthand um, all the trash and everything that's going on. Yeah. And I've just learned so much more about how um, meat and like uh, industry impacts our air quality and all mm -hmm. that. So I've just realized if I want to contribute to uh, no carbon offset, you know, pretty much just eat less meat and it's better for the planet. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, cool. Wow. So mostly vegan meals and then you guys, it sounds like you're really able to fill the day, um, with things mm -hmm. that are spiritual for your mind, spiritual for your body. That's awesome. Yeah. Been doing some meditation as well, actually. So one of, one of the girls here, she's Spanish and we, um, we share a bed. We're mm -hmm. sharing a room. And so we've been waking up and doing meditation together, but it's yeah. in Spanish. Oh, and wow. I, I do, <laughs> I do speak Spanish, but, um, I don't completely get everything in the yeah. meditation and because I'm translating everything, I'm not really focusing on the actual meditation, totally. but it's good practice for me, for my Spanish yeah. skills. <laughs> I know you can't really not be thinking about anything when you're trying to think of how to translate the words. Right. That yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. So cool to hear what your day-to-day, -day, like I see your pictures that you put up, but it's really nice to connect this way and just hear what your last, I mean, I don't even know how, what, how long has it been overall since you started all of this traveling? Not just this. Trip, um, I, started, I started traveling in 2014. Um, so six years. And it's been pretty consistent. I know you have come home for yeah. small spurts to, like you said, yeah, to make money and then go back. It's been like six months of traveling, six months of working to save up, not exactly a six month chunks, yeah. but I've calculated over those, those like four years. Yeah. It was like that. Wow. Six months a year traveling. Do you feel like from all of this traveling, do you, uh, how do you think you've changed as a person? Um, it gives you confidence that you know you had mm -hmm. to do things on your own. Yeah. I remember thinking, if you go to a bar by yourself, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. And and then I realized when you travel, you do that a lot because you're just going out to meet people because you don't know anybody else. Totally. And so I did that when I came home. I went to um, <laughs> the Shine. Oh, I love it. <laughs> wasn't in by myself, and people are like, "You're here by yourself," and I'm like. Like, yeah, I mean, been traveling around. Yeah. What you do. It's crazy yeah, that things like that. Yeah. It almost feels more normal to do that when you're not at home and when you're not, you know, I, I know it's right. that too. And you're like, wait, this is exactly why I want to be traveling all the time because mm -hmm. you, you're like pushed out of your comfort zone and it, I don't exactly. know. I, I know what you mean. It's that's, that's cool. Yeah. It definitely pushes you outside your comfort zone and traveling solo is a really great way to learn about yourself. Yeah. Um, especially in, in that way, stepping outside your comfort zone because you're 
you're meeting all these new people. You learn so much from everybody yeah. you meet and all the different cultures. Yeah. Um, you, you pick up a lot from other cultures. Like, oh, I really like this about that. Right. So and you do you have you want from everything? Do you know where you want to end up or kind of what your future plans are? Or do you just sort of think of like, what's my next step? And then I'll figure it out from there. Yeah, I don't like to think too much into the future because mm -hmm. everything changes. You yeah. can make a five-year plan and then it, it all changes anyways. <laughs> like my next idea was to work in Hawaii, but with the scuba industry, I'm not really sure what's going on. So yeah. I'm like home to California and I do want to get my teaching credential to teach okay. I think that with teaching especially, it's really cool to have some life experience that you can then like bring into the classroom and things that you've learned from different cultures, like you've said, um, that really translates mm -hmm. to be able to connect with different types of students. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, as a substitute teacher, I loved talking about travel. I would try to get everybody in the class interested mm -hmm. and like ask questions. Where do you want to go? Where have you guys been? Yeah. You know, get them interested in it because I think a lot of people go straight from college straight into their jobs and cool. they don't have time to travel. But a lot of the parts of the world, they take this gap year mm, yeah. after they graduate and they go travel for a year, get this awesome life experience mm -hmm. in before they go into the real world of, of working. And I, that's a really important part that a lot of Americans skip out on. If they Absolutely. don't do the um, study abroad, they should take some time to go travel, yeah. especially by yourself. Yeah. That's great that's advice. Really so, to learn. so that's a big thing that you would say that America should incorporate is a gap year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Would you add on anything else that like specifically, I think Americans have such like a, a reputation when being abroad. So is there anything that makes you like proud to be American, but also anything that you're like almost embarrassed of? <laughs> Um, well, definitely embarrassed of our politics at the moment, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was, when Trump started running for president, I was abroad and everyone's like, it's a joke. You're like, I'm <laughs> Canadian. I don't know. know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I always introduce myself as I'm from California. Yes. Yes. Everybody knows our state, mm -hmm. you know, if you're from Ohio, people don't know that, but yeah. Um, and usually the next question you say you're from the U.S. is what state? Okay. Anyway, so I just skipped to California because it's a cool state. <laughs> and you know, everyone loves California. Yeah. I've had so many people sing songs to me about California. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And doing that. So um, I would say I'm more proud to be Californian than American. I know some Americans pretend to be Canadian when they're abroad mm -hmm. because I, some places, I guess, aren't um, too fond of Americans. Yeah. But um, I guess it really depends where you are. Yeah. I have so many more travel questions. I'm going to try to like limit some of them, mm -hmm. but I'm also just so curious. I feel like once this quarantine is over, the first thing that so many people, well, not first, because I do think that it's going to be like easing into travel after this. But yeah. then once everything sort of calms down, I do think that booking travel is going to be important to people. So do you have yeah. a top place? Maybe not that's your favorite or could be your favorite, but where do you recommend outside of the country for people to travel to who like aren't big travelers that don't have a, a ton of experience like you do? I, I guess like the Caribbean, you okay. can, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend doing a cruise though. 
fly to a country and, and stay there. Yeah. So the Caribbean is where you'd recommend. Okay. Awesome. And I feel like that is just known for being very like active. Like they have a lot of active water sports and things like that that you can do. Yeah, I guess it depends if, if you're into like activities. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I guess I'm a bit more biased to the Caribbean because of scuba diving. But, yeah. um, but like a very easy place to travel would be Europe because mm -hmm. um, it's like same like first world yeah. standards. Yeah. Um, but there are, and it, like most people will speak English. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, and that's pretty true for most of the world. I think a lot of people are scared to travel because they won't be able to communicate. Yeah. But that's not really true. Unless you go into rural areas, mm -hmm. you know, if you're in the big cities, mm -hmm. you're going to be fine. And even, even so it should be easy enough to communicate with people yeah oh that's good to know that okay so most most of the places that you've been you to, you totally get by speaking english mm -hmm. even in the 55 yeah. countries <laughs> um yeah i would say that for south america and central america it really helps to know spanish okay um a lot of people do speak english mm -hmm. but having my my experience with spanish mm -hmm it really helps to make things less complicated. Yeah. You know, you figure things out faster. Okay, Kat, so circling back to kind of your experience just throughout this quarantine, is there anything specific that you are fearful of? Um, I've noticed now that I'm in a rural community that a lot of people don't take it seriously. Mm. They think they're immune to it because they're so far away. Mm -hmm. But so they're just doing their normal thing, going to the store, going out all the time. And, and they're not taking the isolation part seriously. Um, so that's kind of scary mm -hmm. to see. Um, Are bars and like um, normal like restaurants and stuff open there? Like it's not even. Depends on. I think here things are open. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm in New South Wales and the state hasn't mandated for things to close yet. Okay. But like I came from Queensland. The day I was leaving Queensland, they started shutting everything down. So okay. it depends on the state you're in, I guess. Got it. Um, but like in the major cities like Sydney, I think maybe there's a bit more control or right. shops are just starting to shut down on their own terms. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, and then what about anything that you have been able to kind of appreciate during this time? Um, I think it's really amazing for the environment once mm -hmm. everything, um, with everybody um, polluting less, mm -hmm. it's giving the earth a break. And so I think the sea life especially yeah. uh, gets a break from polluting boats and the sunscreen, the damage from people touching it. Um, yeah. fishing is reduced in many countries where it's monitored, mm -hmm. but, um, impoverished, impoverished countries will have people sneaking out on boats to fish for food to feed oh. the families after they lose their jobs. So wow. that's one of my fears Interesting. is people I didn't think like, about that. illegally going out to fish just yeah. to survive. Wow. Um, cause I mean, the U S we have, um, people patrolling the seas to make mm -hmm. sure no one's out there, mm -hmm. but in small communities, that's not going to happen. Right. Oh my God. It's, it's so interesting to see how so much of, um, what you think about is through the lens of mm -hmm. 
being in the water. That's so cool. And that's mm-hmm. not, you know, that's not the same mindset of all the people that I talk to. So that's really cool. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Okay. So finally let's end with, and you have so much that we've covered so much outside of just the quarantine, but I do want to mm-hmm. hear if you have any tips that have been helping you stay sane through all of this, but also travel tips that you have for anybody who maybe is thinking about going on a solo trip. I think it's important to have some sort of routine or at least if you do one thing the same every day. Um, So I've been doing yoga every day. Mm -hmm. I drink tea every day, just something like that. Or or a habit that you know you don't do, but you should do, Mm -hmm. but you've didn't have time to do now you have time to do it so now I'm flossing every day (laughs) everybody has time to floss go floss your teeth people love it that's amazing (laughs) um and I think it's important to try to learn something new yeah um so a new skill a new language um I made a goal to make um work on my handstands I want to do a five second hold in a handstand and um doing a happiness course so Yale is offering a free course online it's their most popular course at the I've school seen that. yes and it's, it's free online and it's amazing we i've been doing it with my housemates mm-hmm. and we really like it so far that is my second recommendation of another one that's going to another podcast that's going to be going up so mm-hmm. i hope that this influences people to go look into those that's awesome yeah and i posted on my instagram story about doing it and to message me if, if you want the link to it. And so many people reached out to me asking for the link. So I think people are really interested, especially in isolation. This is such a good time to take this course right. to make sure you're happy. And, and tell part, people. part of the course, yeah. you know, it tells you how to be happy. And part of it's having this routine. So like oh, my, yeah. some of these tips I'm coming up with come from this course. That's so cool. For people that do want to follow all your travels, where can they find you? Mm-hmm. My handle is the wild, wild zest and zest means attacking life with energy and excitement, enthusiasm and, um, eagerness. Um, So, and that's one of the like strengths they talk about in this happiness course. Oh my God. And so zest has been my favorite word for, for several years, like before I started traveling. And so. The Wild Wild Zest is where you can find me on Instagram or YouTube. And I promise I'll be posting some videos soon. <laughs> that's so cool. I love that that's your, that you know, I, would, I guess just the definition of that word. It fits you so perfectly. And I didn't realize there was so much meaning behind it. That's really cool. And then how about travel tips? Travel tips. Um, well, I usually travel solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually travel like a budget. Yeah. So it's really about prioritizing things. So yeah. even before you start traveling, saving up to travel, mm-hmm. you just have to prioritize. Yeah. What you get the you have to start comparing the cost of a purse to uh, mm-hmm. where you the cost of um, accommodation totally. or your coffee is you know probably two meals in Thailand. Like <laughs> so, um, you just have to kind of start thinking of it that way. And I think it's easier to think like that after you do some traveling and you realize the cost of things. But, um, so that's, um, for like for traveling on a budget, like 
go to hostels and take public transport. It will really help you uh, stretch your dollar. Um, also, um, I always use my travel credit cards because mm -hmm. I'm getting rewards. Oh, and, smart, okay. um, so you get points for everything um, while you're traveling and you don't have to um, withdraw money. In a lot of places, especially Europe, you don't need to have cash for things. You okay. have a little bit of cash when you arrive, but mm -hmm. um, having a card that doesn't charge you fees, ATM mm -hmm. fees to mm -hmm. withdraw money is important as well. So Charles Schwab is the card I use for that. Okay, um, They reimburse you any fees. Awesome. Um, or knowing your sister banks. Okay. Uh, so if I have Bank of America, I know that Scotia Bank um, is a sister bank, so I use that when I'm traveling to withdraw my money awesome. to not get charged the ATM fee. Um, but you know, do it's okay to do um, some tours, um, but also do some things on your own. So I exa actually exactly. Four years ago today, I won a bus about trip oh my to um, around Europe. So I was on this hop on hop off bus system around Europe, and um, they have some activities you can sign up for. And everybody stays in the same hostels if you want to. Yeah, they give you like a special price on the hostels, and you're just with these people, so you get to know people. Yeah, um, better. Um, so that's a it's a good like flexible way to travel where you can be. Um, as independent as you want right. to, or you can depend on the other people or the activities that wow. are um, offered. And I've also done two sailing trips in uh, Croatia with uh, Kontiki and Greece and Turkey with um, Life Before Work. Okay. I also did a Life Before Work trip in Panama as well. So those are like and the that's group a really like fun way. To travel with these same people for a week or you can do longer trips um so you get to know everybody become like a bit of a family yeah and i'm in good touch with some of these people so i don't think it's a bad way to travel mm -hmm. but um incorporate it into your travel so if you're traveling for a month or something do a week of that Got but it. then have the rest to yourself yeah i love that those are oh my gosh so amazing i'm so grateful to have you on here and this has just been so fun to reconnect thank you so much cat yes. yay Yo, i'm so happy to to see your face again Aww. and hear your voice it's so good to connect with you again so that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. This is your daily reminder that even though we have to stay six feet apart, there's no better time to stay connected. So go text someone you love and let them know that you're thinking of them. I know I'm going to. Bye.